0: It is Wednesday, February eighth, and you are listening to Run That Back. I am Scott Bunn.
1: And I am Tom Chalmers, and this is your Indie Sports Radio. Tom, it's officially Super Bowl week. It is. We are here. We've got We are within the gravitational pull.
0: We are we are that it's the last game of football, as you reminded me last week, but I'm okay with that. We can we can make it work. Um it is Super Bowl weekend. Um super bowl week but we've got a little bit later in the show a fascinating conversation with yes. kim roney asheville city council member former station manager of asheville fm to talk about the asheville tourist request to upgrade the mccormick field um uh sort of stadium stuff so we'll get into that in looking just forward a few to that minutes. as
1: as well as uh a, an annual feature we do as we uh, approach the Super Bowl we've got a Super Bowl set it's the Kansas
0: City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles which means it's time
1: for our super guest yeah
0: so um, so instead of previewing the Super Bowl Boring. every radio sports radio show does that every radio show is doing that what we want to do is p- provide an essential function for
1: our listeners. Some helpful tips. Right. And we love Asheville, but we do know that uh, Asheville needs some instruction sometimes in terms of how to properly uh, (laughs) throw a party and also uh, how to properly attend a party. That's Uh, right. And there's no better person to do that than our next guest.
0: It's Waylon Wood. He's been on, I think, three out of the last four years, four out of the five. There was one year we did invite him, and he was like, what the heck, guys? And so, and the ratings
1: uh, yeah, reflected it. Yeah,
0: exactly. Massive dip. We said that to ourselves, too. <laughs> so, Waylon Wood, welcome back to Run That Back.
2: Thank you, guys. It's time again for Whalen Wood's Super Bowl tips. Um, we have talked about this every year, so we're going to go over the, some of the basics we talk about every year. Yes, please. Do not... Do not decorate, remember? Didn't we have enough at Christmas? (laughs) And I always want to just point out we're really close to Valentine's Day, and you're going to want to grab that bag of Hershey Kisses and the different colors. You're going to have a heart-shaped cookie or two. Don't. If you are in a happy and fulfilling relationship, keep it to yourself. (laughs) This is is Super Bowl we're talking about. We don't want to hear about it.
0: Uh, those are great ground rules. Yeah, really basic stuff. This is the Super Bowl. It's it's not a love fest. That's right. It's okay. not a
2: love fest. Don't put your conversation area right by the television. Nobody wants your conversations. You want to have a conversation. There's a kitchen. There are other places in the house. Um, and don't put any food in front of the guests, in front of the television. Nobody should be passing back and forth in front of the television. It almost should be ro- roped off.
1: Uh, Great. Waylon, I'm glad you talked about that uh, because uh, there's always some people who are like just there because it's a fun time to get together people. And some people are like, I have been waiting months for this game. So then uh, what do you recommend in terms of do you you think uh, small little plates to bring into the um, seated area is advisable, but then that does uh, involve a lot of sort of uh, orphaned foods uh, on top of speakers and otherwise?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, that's going to be up to your host. The host should not have anything out. They don't want ruined by cheese dip. So if that's a concern for you, throw down tarps and garbage bags. I don't care what you do, but or move the furniture away. But that's where the plates are going to go because people are animals. People are animals and they're not going to, you know, put their trash in the trash can. You need to point out where the trash cans are as if you don't have one. But people will just put their crap all over the place. So just, you know, just know
0: that this is this is uh really good this is really good okay so um seating areas you talked about the ground rules um also what's the stance on talking you talked about conversation you know there's the commercials there's also the game um so does should the host like set some boundaries or something like that
2: absolutely let's set some boundaries let's do some dr phil boundaries on this thing let's keep the conversation areas know where where that's going to happen tell people when they can talk and when they can't if they don't like it they can go into some other room uh i just don't want to hear about celebrity chit chat and internal convention about jobs and kids i don't want to hear about that during super bowl (laughs) do that in another place
0: all right, so let's talk food. Um, in oh, hey. the past, you've, you've given us some really great suggestions. You talked about tacos and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. So oh, uh, yeah. Any, anything that reflecting you know, the cities of Philadelphia or Kansas City, or did you put that aside?
2: No, no, I've got a couple of tips for you guys. First of all, let's just talk economics. Chicken wings this year are cheaper than last year, and so are avocados. So mm, let's do perfect. chicken wings. Let's talk about guacamole crackers and mozzarella sticks are up like 17 to 20 percent and tortilla chips are up five sodas up two percent beer is up 11 percent from last year so wine and booze this year are where you should be going however um let me just say from asheville specifically no west asheville suitcases you know cheap beer is fine but don't drink up the good stuff and take your beer home with you you bring it you leave it unless the host or hostess insists that you do and most of the time your pbr We'll go home when you do, but do not take your cheap beer, your West Asheville suitcase. Listen to me, West Asheville. You know what I'm talking about—that case of Pabst that you're rolling in there, drinking all of our good stuff, and then taking your beer with you. No, 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 no.
0: That, right? That's so, great. So I, I'm we're glad. you that
2: out of the way. So I, let's, get into, the, let's yeah. get into some food. Okay. All right. So um, Kansas City burnt ends mac and cheese oh. now this is going to be a great thing to combine i think that's where you should be heading a big thing of mac and cheese and put some burnt ends on it uh beef barbecue is also good for this kansas city time uh of course philadelphia anything with philadelphia cream cheese let's talk butterboards remember butterboards guys
0: no tell us what that means
2: well, you know, the, the charcuterie boards, and then at Christmas time, uh, there was yeah. all this talk about butter boards. You put butters on this cutting board, and you dip bread into it. It's just kind of gross. However, um, I'm talking about baked potato board, which is oh. full of sour cream and cream cheese and cheddar cheese and scallions. And you're going to cut those potatoes up, guys. You're going to... Put them in some olive oil, onion powder, salt, and pepper, and shake, just toss that in. You're going to put that in the oven 400 degrees, 20 25 minutes, and you're going to dip those taters <laughs> right on that board. It's <laughs> delicious. It's, a, it's a, going to be a new trend this year.
0: Baked potato butter board. You, you're brilliant, Wayland. That's
2: yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, so, th- Philly cheesecake sliders, you know, get you some, uh, just get a thin ribeye or some fillet. I'm mean, not a filet um uh, flank steak. You put that in a crock pot all day. You st- get st- put some provolone in there, some caramelized onions, and just let people make their own sliders. That's another good, good one to have for oh. Philadelphia.
1: Uh, we had a, a recommendation from some friends from Philadelphia last week, which are uh, the, the the crab fries. Yeah. which is really just fries with Old Bay on them. Yeah,
2: that seems like a a, a good hack. So let's go with that? Sure. <laughs> Crab fries, sure. I, anything I, will do.
0: I admit that but, I was you know, fries
2: so. are like, Listen, but fries are not going to hold up through halftime. i yeah. Like, try not to fry anything if you can help it. Bake stuff... You know that stuff kind of sits up, even when it gets cold. Drunk people are going to eat that stuff, so just so you know. Well, they eat the fries too. Just let's be let's be honest. Jenny's
0: um, Jenny's go to move is always the like frozen meatballs. Throw it in a crock pot. That's right. Do the simple sauce, sauce. Yeah.
2: Sauce of your choice. You know, get some marinade or uh, any kind of sauce of your choice. Stick that over. Yeah, that's the best thing you can do. Crock pots. Listen. Let everybody bring a Crock-Pot this year, oh. get a power strip, set up a table, everybody plugs in, and then that stuff is just stays warm the whole time. So people can bring their pot, Crock-Pots over and take them home with them.
0: A Crock-Pot party? What a great idea.
2: Oh, yeah. Just, everybody t- just tell everybody, hey, bring something in a Crock-Pot. Chili, people will bring meatballs, people will bring easy stuff.
0: That's pretty so good.
2: That's Always think about ice. If you don't know what else to bring to a party, ever ice. Everyone runs out of ice. Ice goes a long way. Deviled eggs, hummus, pimento cheese with crackers, sliced oh. carrots and celery sticks, always a hit. But let's talk Rihanna this year. Oh, We're yeah. doing tropical fruit salsa if you want to do a Rihanna type of moment. And that's going to be some pineapple, some mango, papaya, and red bell pepper, and onion, jalapeno, cilantro, a lime. Just chop that right up salt to taste. That's going to be a Rihanna halftime snack.
0: Maybe you should send in a recipe at some point that we can post on our social media,
2: sure simple sure. stuff've you know, got I've got a couple of things
1: uh, well, I got a question about how do you feel about signage? um letting people know uh what things are um, but that obviously that's uh more work and then more things to take away, but uh sometimes it is nice to know exactly what is where and what is what.
2: Sure, you know you could do that you know just some index cards or something that would go crazy. However, um, people are still going to ask you, Yeah, you know, nobody reads signs. So I'm just just saying. But it can also be a nice conversation starter if you have something with a weird pineapple and some weird jello thing that nobody knows what it is. And they start sniffing it and stuff. It just might be bring people together.
0: What about? Um, so you've mostly talked about uh, savory stuff. Uh, though you right. did mention the fruit there, the the, the tropical salsa. Uh, what about dessert type items? What should you think about bringing, and what should you avoid?
2: I'm not a big Super Bowl sweet person. Mm-hmm. I think that's not where you don't want people hanging out too much after Super Bowl, and sometimes okay. they want to sit around and talk and eat a cookie. However, I would just package cookies. You can't go wrong with a package cookie. I wouldn't go too crazy with this. You could do some sort of um, pretzel that for Philadelphia was some, like, flavored cream cheese or something like that. You could do something like that or dip some pretzels in chocolate, which would be a fun thing to do. Um, But I wouldn't go crazy with dessert.
1: Uh, at, if, if you do choose to do a dessert item, do you just put it all out at once or do you sort of uh, hold off on the dessert drop until halftime or otherwise?
2: Well, that depends on your host. How fancy are they going to be? Are they going to be in the <laughs> kitchen all day? Do they want to watch the game? If they want to watch the game, just stick it all out. Everyone's going to figure it out.
1: And then
0: um let's say you are the host rather than a guest, um and you wanna watch the game. What are some tips with that? And there's also the commercials too. So anything uh any suggestions as to how to sort of manage the the food and, and the guests?
2: Well, first of all, I say put a throne in your house. That's Uh, the place you sit. Yeah, It's got some sort of special thing on it that says, don't sit in my seat. That's the first thing. Second thing is do a lot of prep. Get your vegetables cut. Get everything done. Do not wait till the last minute. Everything goes in the oven. Things come out of the oven, and then you're ready to go. So you're not stuck in the kitchen all night. And the other thing is, kids in Asheville. This was especially when I lived there. Don't don't come and ask me where where the knives are and where the bowls are. Can you have a cutting board? And you know, just cut that stuff up before you come over, please. <laughs> that and just is- like, you know like you know do you do you have a knife you know, like i'm trying to do things here i've got a kitchen full of guests and you want a knife with your charcuterie. i mean just take that stuff put it back in your car that's what i say about that i and like that
0: i like that all right so um i i mean this has been another great installment wheel and any any last minute um things that uh that our listeners should think about Blue cups versus
2: red cups is a fun tip this year. Oh. Buy the blue sty- the blue silo cups and the red silo cups so everyone knows who everyone's rooting for. Always have a Sharpie, though. It is post-COVID and cold and flu season. So put those names on those cups. Do not kind of cross-contaminate your guests, especially now. Uh, clean your bathroom, too, people. Let's just say that. Oh, clean your bathroom. You that, don't want to be yeah. stuck with a gross bacteria And hide the drugs you can't park with. <laughs> That's another tip. <laughs> don't leave the drugs out. If there's drugs that you think is some old tramadol that you don't use anymore or that some dog tranquilizers, leave those out. Let them take those. And just, but anything that's good stuff, keep it to yourself. Hide anything that you don't want broken and, and put up. And put up, put up things
0: you don't want broken. Let's yeah, just say that. and respect uh, state and federal uh, drug and alcohol laws too. Oh, so, of course. Yes, you know, we need to are say that. Well, whenever I mean, possible. Yeah,
2: well, about prescriptions. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, there's a gray, that's a great.
0: That's a great area here. <laughs> that is a great area. Wayland, thank you. This was amazing once again. You did it again,
2: you're so welcome. Have, a, have Just I want everybody in the Asheville FM 103.3 listening area just to have a great super bowl it's going to be a good
0: one that's great thank you waylon happy super bowl great to hear from you as always thanks Waylon.
2: Signing off.
0: our thanks again to waylon wood for providing the very best in super bowl party planning tips it's one of the Great things that I look forward to for Super Bowl week. and
1: one of the true community services that we provide. (laughs)
0: Exactly. What else do we provide here?
1: Speaking of community, 103.3 Asheville FM engages listeners like no other medium, and the result is thousands of loyal listeners. Spread the word about your business and support 103.3 Asheville FM at the same time by becoming an on-air sponsor. We have rates as low as $12 a spot. Contact Robert at AshevilleFM.org for more information.
0: So uh, last month, we had on Brian DeWine from the Asheville Tourists, and he gave us an overview of a request that he has been pushing um, primarily with the city of Asheville, but with other uh, governments. Also the the
1: county and to the the Tourism Board and Uh, otherwise.
0: Tourism Development Authority, the state, uh, about making improvements to McCormick Field with the threat um potential that um uh, that the tourists could leave the community Mm -hmm. and so um we've been having a series of conversations both with him and we want to continue um going on and hearing from you know different members of the community about you know what's going on with this so um We uh, did an interview a couple weeks back with uh, Kim Roney, who is an Asheville City Council member, um, and also we know her well um, from Asheville FM. She used to be the studio manager here. She's been on the show before. She and her husband
1: are passionate baseball fans and and Baltimore Orioles supporters, so we thought it would make sense to uh, speak with her as someone who uh, speaks on behalf of much of the community, but also we know uh, has uh, an interest in baseball and baseball having a place in Asheville's community. So let's hear
0: the first part of our interview with Kim. Okay, everybody, we're really excited because we have joining us right now a current member of the Asheville City Council, former station ma- manager of our host, Asheville FM, and most importantly of all, a previous guest on this show, it's Kim Roney. How are you, Kim?
3: I'm doing good. I'm so glad to be. I'm so glad to be on the radio with y'all um, and to talk about baseball. Yes, please. Um,
1: so yes, this is sort of a a continuation of the series as we discuss the uh, request for funds, both from the city, the county, and the TDA for improvements to McCormick Field, um, which. Uh, we just we had a conversation with the owner, uh, Brian DeWine, and then we said we would uh, look to have other voices from the community uh, contribute to this discussion, and so we said, boy, Kim Roney seems to be the perfect person to talk to, uh, someone who, in your position on the city council, I, I would say you have been somewhat clear trying to speak for some of the underrepresented communities in Asheville, and like, great, we're happy the is enjoying some success, but How is that reaching everyone in this city? So uh, the idea of like, hey, great, let's give a lot of money to the baseball stadium. I know you love baseball and love minor league and all that kind of stuff, but you also know that there's a lot of other places where that money could go. So that's why we thought you'd be the perfect person to talk to. So we'll just start with that, which is uh, when did you first become aware that the, uh, the tourists were requesting this money from the city, the county and the TDA?
3: Oh, that's that's such a good question. That's A a question that comes up a lot. When did you first hear about the water outage? When did you first hear that we needed $30 million for the baseball stadium? Mm -hmm. Um, It is a conversation that we have had in our check-ins. So the check-ins is a process where um, twice a month before our council meetings, we have a fully staffed, fully agended, non-public meeting of non-quorum parts of council. So really it's two council members and the mayor with staff kind of go over like, what are we going to talk about in the next meeting? What has council support? Um, I've been an open advocate of not doing it that way because I think it. We have a tremendous resource in the people of Asheville that want to participate in solutions for our community. So we're actually looking at moving to a process similar to what the county does, um, where they meet before the meeting but in public. The board of education does this too, yeah. but that's where I first found out about the um, issue. What we were facing with McCormick Field not being up to par to to maintain its status as a um, MLB facility. Um, Of course, with the deep history of baseball, not just Major League Baseball, but also baseball in Asheville of the Asheville Royal Giants and of the Asheville Blues champion 1946-47 baseball team, um, we have a lot of baseball happening in Asheville that's not Major League Baseball. Um, plus a lot of regional baseball opportunities. So what are we going to do about our public facility is my question. And what are some of the other ways you could use a facility that's not baseball so we can make better use of our public space in the yes, historic yeah. black neighborhood of the East Valley street. So with the, that's a huge bucket. And the answer is in the check-ins last summer.
0: Last summer is when you first learned about that. And so Right. So the McCormick Field is owned by the city. Um, It's rented to the tourists for $1 per year. And so, uh, you know, the tourists are asking the city to make this investment. And as Tom said, also asking the county, uh, the TDA, and the state, as well as the tourists to sort of all contribute to um, what they have put together as a $30 million. Plan for improvements to McCormick Field, and as you said, um, Major League Baseball has um, sort of created this new standard for that, what they want minor league ba- ballparks to um, to meet. Uh, according to the tourists, yeah, there's you know all of these things that need to be addressed. Um, I think from my understanding of what they've requested with that $30 million actually brings McCormick would bring McCormick field over and above that sort of minimum standard. And so I don't know if you've had conversations with the tourists or other elected officials or other members of city council about, you know, Do we want to go for like a full 30 million? Um, Are we looking for something less? Are are you even sort of entering into that sort of negotiation of uh, let's look at what the tourists are proposing?
3: Well, first step is I took the opportunity and the privilege to go get a behind the scenes tour of McCormick Field Mm, because it is a public facility. I'm like, let's go look at the structure. So it's sort of like being an O's fan and being in a rebuild right now. It's like, where are we at? And, but the goal is to win, right? So I want our community to get a lot of wins out of this conversation, whether we invest in in small ball at the front, or if we're going to build a championship kind of winning facility um, for our, all of our community. I'm looking for at the end of this conversation for us to have way more community uses of the space. It's Mm. our public park. Uh, A a lot of community benefits that make it really clear that whatever we invest, whether we're going to invest in the bare minimum or we're going to do the full ask, the community needs to really feel the benefit and it needs to help us achieve our goals. We do have some specific goals around neighborhood resiliency um, and around equity and around economic development and around building strong communities that I think can fold into us using our public space more effectively than just renting it for $1 a year, just for baseball part of the year. Mm. So when I went behind the scenes, some of the things I got to see were that the, the bathroom facilities are not gender inclusive. Mm. Um, And if we're going to have a kind of field where everyone can not only be in the stands, but also be on the field, then we need to have a facility that everyone can use. And I think that's in line with Asheville's values Um, but it's going to take money. And so if we're going to build bathrooms that are inclusive, while we're knocking down like where the visitor area, you know, is and building a a new facility, do we build just for the problem right now or do we build a facility that's useful for more than just baseball? Do we make a long-term investment? I think that's really the big question. For me, so yes, I've I've met with um, the tourists and I've I've gotten the behind the scenes tour. The bathrooms is just one of the many issues. There's also you know deferred maintenance issues. Um, there's if we wanted to have um, bigger events there, um, what would it look like for us to have that as a festival space after the um, baseball season is done between September and December? I think that there could be a lot of neighborhood uses for the space. What are the limitations that we create? by only like limiting ourselves to just minor league baseball, something as simple as the exits. Like, is this really the best use of our public space mm-hmm. in that conversation? It better informed the conversation I have with my colleagues on council and also our city staff. So we have a new parks and rec director and um, D is working really hard on all of our facilities because we've, we've kind of been running behind on a lot of things mm. like the municipal golf course is another example. And while I didn't expect to be the sporty spice on council, I'm kind of enjoying it because <laughs> I, I get to kind of plug in my three family tree branches that have my major league baseball on them, but also um, the golf in our family and the NCAA champion ring that my cousin has and the understanding that my family has about college football it has been useful and understanding that if we don't take care of what we have, it gets expensive in the long run. And then our community doesn't see the benefits that it really needs when we make, when we invest public tax dollars. Uh,
1: yes. So I will say when we did have Brian DeWine on, he did mention uh, wanting there to be uh gender inclusive facilities. He was very specific about like um, female umpires who basically don't have anywhere to go and like not hydrating because they won't be able to go to the bathroom. So he did yeah. uh, mention that, but he also might've been known he was playing to a Asheville FM audience and you know, wanting to have us go yes they should be taken care of um,
3: now, yeah but I saw I saw the bathrooms and if yes. you, if you're a trainer which they had a female trainer last year and that individual you had to use the bathroom at the beginning of the game and then no matter how long it is wait until right. the end of the game
1: yeah that that so that uh... God, that ain't right. Now, Scott, I know you, uh, you know, from Buffalo, have a, have a sense of this too, in terms of the stadium there. Like, yeah, do we really only use it eight times a year? Is is, is there something else that can be done? Um, so, uh, I got a, a couple things to, to, to uh, mention. So with a lot of the kind of a uh, spending that came up with the you know relief bills and the quarantine times uh people were like great but then there was a question of like was any of this put to bid was you know was were work to find the most efficient way to pay for things so with this is is that a process at all and uh, are the tourists at all responsive to the idea of like great we see the need for improvements but but can we make sure that we are going about it in the most cost effective way rather than here's the money hire whoever you want
3: and then I know the the dollar figure 30 million got thrown around. Like many things, costs are increasing. Aren't we looking at closer to 37 million now? I mean, yeah, probably. be honest, like at the end of the day, or let's go ahead and like talk about what it really is going to cost at the end of the day. It can be more closer to 40. So we have kind of two options here. We can take that path of like, let's just get the field at minimum, up to the standards. And yes, we should have a bid process that's inclusive, but also helps us get to our targets for minority and women-owned business contracting, because um, there is just racial inequities in our um, contracting with public contracts, whether it's from roads to you know building capital improvement projects. Um, so there's ways that we can fold in our community values there. Um, but if we just do the bare minimum, I think some of the concern I'm hearing is we won't see the public benefit side, Mm -hmm. all the stuff that needs to happen to with the bathrooms and the behind the scenes and the facilities and the training facilities and the locker rooms, you're not going to see that when you come to a game. So that's why my long list of public benefits is stuff that we wouldn't have to add a lot of money to the facility to get that work done. Um, So non-baseball use of the facility. Right now, if the city wants to use our public field when it's not baseball season from like September to December, we don't get a say in how much the rent is, even though we're charging such a small amount of rent. Mm. What some communities are doing in their contract negotiation, which we're going to get to do for this, is say, okay, we have an anticipation that there would be other public ways to use the facility. And they put a benchmark we could put a really high number or we could phase it in would be my suggestion. Um, If we had art shows, if we had um, food truck contests in the parking lot, that doesn't take facility money. Um, If we're addressing food insecurity by having a tailgate market in the parking lot, like it's not just the field itself that can be a public benefit. Um, what does it look like for us to honor the deep, rich history, of the Easton Valley neighborhood and our um, champion black baseball teams year round? And when, if we do something like an Asheville blues night, can proceeds from that go to benefit the neighborhood directly? I'm getting recommendations from neighborhoods. Like there, there's a dental fund to help people cover their dental expenses in that neighborhood. There's um, a desire to, offset the higher property taxes that are disproportionately paid. So is there a way to do that while we're, while we're all enjoying a game like that, that that doesn't take a capital improvement, Mm -hmm. right? That's just using our space appropriately. And then of course we've got a whole bunch of young people in our community are saying, Hey, I don't see a place for me in beer city, USA. Mm -hmm. I need a sense of belonging in my community. So um, some communities are investing in Maybe there should be ice skating in the winter. Um, Maybe there should be evening and weekend activities for young people that can use the concourse, not the field on the weekends. Um, Our our community partner, my daddy, taught me that has a lot of close relationships with youth in our community and is getting ready to move their regular programming into the neighborhood. So if this is a really great opportunity to say, like, we don't want to just shortchange ourselves for the long haul. But while we're renegotiating our contract, can we actually use our own public space? Because that's yes. three dollars. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and I, I like the way that you're thinking about it because, you know, when I've been reading about sort of the debate around this issue, and you know, Tom cited uh Buffalo, which is just about to, you know, build a giant, very expensive football field. Um, uh, and so you are being more holistic in thinking about yes the city owns this facility this is not the tourist uh, asset this is an asset of the city so while we should invest in this facility like it is a good way to use public tax dollars for this facility it's not just single use for one tenant we're going to use it as an asset for the city that many people can benefit from.
3: And this is one of the things I talked about with the folks, um, with the tourists is what is the economic development opportunity? Mm -hmm. Is there a way to have local businesses represented more frequently in more diverse ways than just beer? Like, can, can we do some of that relationship building year round? And I think that there's, there's, an appetite for that. But I also want to like leave a space for creativity and the opportunity and acknowledge the fact there's a lot of baseball in the, in Western North Carolina. That's not minor league. Mm -hmm. So with that, if we swing that door open, it's like, okay, there's regional teams, there's high school and college teams. Why aren't we hosting, you know, championship level um, youth baseball? Um, How many different ways can we, interact with those groups and have baseball at McCormick field. That's not just minor league baseball. Now the other side of that hard conversation is I'm looking to see what cities want our baseball team. Where is our team going to go if we don't get the facility up to par and what's the cost of not having a partner to help maintain the field. Mm -hmm. If we don't have the tourists there, then the city needs to maintain our own facility. And I think there should be some public, concern around accountability metrics for if we're going to do that and what is the real cost of not having minor league baseball
0: okay that is part one of our conversation with kim roney kim. Fa- fascinating stuff she's a smart lady
1: it is a wednesday it is uh, sometime after the seven thirty click on the clock which means it's time for the run that back local sports calendar as Asheville FM is so good to do three times a day with the local uh, concert and event calendar. Once a week, we bring you the local sports calendar that is uh, prepared and presented to you by Fran, the intern. Take it away, Fran.
4: I'm Fran Murphy, and this is your February 8th local sports calendar. Wake Forest basketball defeated UNC yesterday by a final of 92 to 85. Wake Forest now sits at 16 and nine and their next game will be played this Saturday against Georgia tech. Over the NHL All-Star break, Andreas Svechnikov of the Carolina Hurricanes both competed in the All-Star Game tournament and won the fastest skater skills competition. As for the Canes, their next game will be played this Saturday against the New York Rangers. UNC Asheville basketball's nine-game winning streak came to an end last weekend when they were defeated by USC Upstate 76-70. UNCA is now 18-7 and they are currently taking on Winthrop. Former Asheville High School defensive lineman Echo Liotta competed in the College Football Senior Bowl last weekend. After finishing his senior season at Auburn, Liotta is expected to enter the upcoming 2023 NFL Draft. Lastly, the Charlotte Hornets extended their current losing streak to four games last Sunday with a 119-113 loss to the Orlando Magic. The Hornets are now 15-40 and currently in a matchup with the Washington Wizards. Back to you, Tom and Scott. Thank you,
0: Fran. Fran, great as always. All right, we're moving on to part two of our conversation with Kim. Uh, Let's see. I think Tom's going to start it off, so let's get right into
1: that. Here's me. I was down in Orlando for some corporate comedy work, and uh, the amount of yeah, like youth sport festivals that kind of go on in Orlando. um, You just couldn't believe how many people were there for a lacrosse tournament or otherwise. And I was like, wow, what a fantastic use of these large gathering spaces that are, yes, usually meant for um, more uh, tourist-specific things. But uh, I I was impressed by how how Orlando had figured out how to do that. Um, So uh, I I also reference um, uh, uh, Oakland was a good example of a city where there's very real inner-city concerns that was being sort of bullied into, like, pay for the new stadium. And they just went, No. we just can't we can't in good conscience, take money um that could be used so many other places and just sort of hand it over to the like seemingly need to like redo a stadium every 15 years or now even Mm -hmm. kind of every eight years um so uh, there are examples of cities being like this you don't just have to say yes because um you'll feel guilty that you've given up the you know sports in your community um so we, we love how you're talking about it. so I, I would just be curious what has the tourist energy been in sort of some of these encouragements are they like hey hold on you know uh, or um are they leaning in being like let's figure out how to make it work for everybody involved
3: well i think this is where you get into that negotiation standpoint right like we're we as a, as public bodies at the city and county will have collective decisions to make um But we also have the benefit of having a sports commission, um, of having, you know, parks and rec volunteers for our um, advisory boards. So I, I think that it would be unfortunate if we didn't listen to what the public needed us to have a position on. Um, but I have found the conversation when we're talking about what are the ways that local businesses could be more represented. I mean, I'm talking about like, can we get local hot sauce in there? Like mm-hmm. we have, if we have food manufacturers and we have um, businesses that could be represented in the shop, that it's not just using this to prop up um, minor league baseball, then I think we can build more community relationships, but also Greensboro has or Greenville, sorry, floor field has some really good examples too, of like ways to use the community space. So I would say it ain't over till it's over. And I also hear like, this is not the highest priority. We're in a housing crisis. We're still recovering from the pandemic. Um, Best case scenario. I mean, you know, it would be pretty fantastic if we had some support from the state because there's an economic engine factor here. Um, I know in Maryland, they're they're investing in these public facilities because of the economic impact. <laughs> we don't necessarily have that structure here in North Carolina. And I think when we're making that case as legislators and as people at the table for negotiations, that we can make a case that we don't have a lot of family um, inclusive and affordable events for our community. And the, mm-hmm. I, I really think the... The community that plays together stays together. Like you mentioned lacrosse. I know um, Coach Jay over at Asheville High is working really hard to bring um, lacrosse back to its indigenous roots of stickball. Um, What are the ways that that our youth can use our public places and build that sense of belonging that our whole community needs while we deal with the hard issues? Um, so I don't think it has to be an either or. I want us to not get stuck in this. Like it has to be funding for this or funding for this. Because at the end of the day, we have to maintain our facility. And if we continue to defer maintenance on our facility, it will get more expensive.
0: Well, um, I, sorry. Yeah, you probably know me. about
3: this too, yeah.
0: Well, I wanted to ask, because you said that earlier, uh, is the sort of, you were sort of including in your cost-benefit analysis of if the tourists leave they have been maintaining this asset of the city this entire time and so if they leave then you will have a a stadium without someone providing that um uh that kind of uh I don't know, whatever it is, uh, sort of the city would have to incur that expense if you wanted to have that facility used for other things. Right. And so I think that's a a really good thing to be thinking through or. The tourists leave, you knock the thing down and you sell it, you know, like those are some of the options that would have to be that the city would have to face, I think.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And I think that for me, that's why I'm trying to put that third thing on the table Mm -hmm. is like, can we have a really like public facing, like, okay, parks and rec staff, can you help us and our facility staff, can you help us understand if we lose our team because Mm -hmm. other people, other cities are trying to get our team because they've lost their teams. (laughs) Um, And they would end up, you know, going to cities where there are people that I know and love who are going to have a really great time. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe that's, part of the conversation we have about like, we're going to need a partner. It's gonna There's going to have to be, if we're going to have baseball at McCormick field without minor league baseball partnership to maintain the field. And we're going to, it's going to be a regional facility and we're going to use it for high school and college and our youth baseball. And there's going to be a cost. I want the public to understand the cost. Um, and I don't think we have to say it's either the tourists or no baseball. Like I want us to get creative and I know we've got enough, great minds in Asheville to help us stay in that zone.
0: We've just, we've got just a couple of minutes left. Um, do you want to ask you about the Baltimore Orioles? Tom, unless <laughs> you've got anything else you want to ask about McCormick Field?
1: Uh, well, again, I, I would say uh, those who haven't had a chance, uh, Justin McGuire did uh, have an article in the Mountain Express um, a week or so back. Um, and uh, we have reached out to him to maybe be another voice of the community to talk to. But uh, I didn't realize that there was a, a, a an Orioles history with McCormick Field, with uh, um, Cal Ripken Sr. being a manager uh, and actually Cal Ripken Jr. being a bat boy and playing for like a, a West Asheville Little League team. I had, had no idea about that. Um, so that's that's one thing. Um, if. You know, Kim, what would you just uh, encourage if people wanted to kind of find out more about like, so what is this? What is involved in some of these more ambitious ideas that you're talking about? How can people find out more about this uh, uh, idea as as it unfolds?
3: Well, I think um, y'all are doing a great job helping more people understand what's at stake, what's possible, and getting all the different um, folks at the table in a radio setting. Um, At at some point, we're going to need to bring this to City Hall and the County Commission, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that we're going to need to watch for these conversations and these decisions and really it helps if you get in touch with your elected officials before the last minute. So you can reach the entire council at Asheville NC council at AshevilleNC.gov. You don't even have to remember that email. You can just go to AshevilleNC.gov, go to the governance page. Um, you can find out more information about how to get in touch with the city manager's office, with our staff directly with um, your elected officials and, and reach out to us and let us know like what some of your expectations are um, and staying in that creative mode, if we're going to see some more community benefits, um, how we should or shouldn't prioritize the use of our tax dollars. Um, But you don't have to wait until it's on the agenda to get plugged in today. Gotcha.
1: So uh, you mentioned expectations. Yes, you are a Baltimore Orioles fan. What are your expectations as we uh, head towards the spring in a new season?
0: Yeah, take off your city council (laughs) hat and put on your Baltimore Orioles hat.
3: I almost brought my Orioles hat to this uh, meeting because I've been wearing it more these days. So, you know, my expectation is always hopeful for that Orioles magic. Um, We start off the season every year with a little seven inch vinyl we have of Orioles magic song. It's very cheesy, but it gets us in the zone. I love, um, you know, wearing my orange and black. uh, And I have a new tradition that I've started with my family of cross stitching um, coasters and putting a felt back on them of different Orioles logos through the years for holiday gifts, Mm. which has been so fun to look at the ridiculousness of the (laughs) logos over the years. Um, I will say you mentioned that the, um, Ripken family is closely connected with the Orioles and they were in fact, um, Cal Ripken played little league ball at the field at the end of Vermont Avenue in West Asheville. Mm. And so for my partner and I's 10-year wedding anniversary, we, we ran at the field and played baseball with family and oh, friends. Nice. Also, Eddie Murray from the Orioles played yeah. at our McCormick field. Um, so we've had a lot of really strong connections with the Orioles. If I look up, um, honestly, I haven't gotten a chance to watch as much baseball as I would like. I'm a little nervous about the new rules that are coming up, but mm. staying hopeful um, that we're going to, like, you know, not get stuck. I love watching Adley Rushman play. Um, I've got some big hope for, you know, folks like Bautista and um, Cedric Mullins has been so fun. I'm always nervous when we're talking about trading people away, but we need to get some good pitching, please. (laughs) Every time a pitcher leaves the O's, they have the greatest year of their life. What's going on? (laughs)
0: Well, Kim, thank you. That is that's beautiful. Um, you know, thank you for um, your public service with uh, Asheville City Council, and thank you for giving us a window into your Buffalo, uh, into your Baltimore Orioles fans. It was. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, and again, yeah, thanks for being someone in the position you are that again uh, doesn't want things to have to be either or. Mm-hmm. Um, th- thanks for uh, letting us consider options. Um, so that uh, you don't feel sort of cornered into a decision that maybe uh, isn't isn't best, but was the only option. Um, so th- thanks for all that. Yeah, thanks for what you're doing. But yeah, it's always uh, great to connect with you and yeah, do enjoy your spirit. Uh, there are those who might have figured out a way to uh, root for another team who's been more successful lately, but that that's not what sports is about. It's loving your team when they do well and loving your team when they seem to send pitchers away to have the best career. <laughs> Uh, f some other team um so i'm sorry uh, for so.
3: that Orioles magic yes Orioles <laughs>
0: magic <laughs> thanks so much kim
1: all right that's Running magic that's
0: our uh conversation with kim our thanks um to her for coming on yeah and we'll be uh covering that story a little bit more over the next few months so every year, uh, as you said, we have a Super Bowl tradition where we come up with some of our favorite prop bets. Now, sports gambling is not legal in the state of it's North not. Carolina, so this is just uh, what's happening in other parts of the country, uh, but it is not legal
1: here. Right, so they, you can bet on everything, including uh, you know the coin toss and yes. whatever it means to you, the last five years... It has been heads, and yet the previous years before that, it was tails. So what is there to learn from that?
0: You can also bet what will be mentioned first during the Super Bowl MVP, MVP speech, either team or teammates, city fans, God, religion, family, coaches, or team owner.
1: Um, They like to uh, put a bet on what uh, color Gatorade will be poured over the winning coach, uh, should it win. I'd like to go off menu and say that (laughs) if the Kansas City Chiefs win, it will actually be uh, sausage gravy that is poured over (laughs) uh, Coach Andy Reid. Delicious. Um, We should tell that to Waylon.
0: Um, So you can bet on, will a player propose after the game? Mm -hmm. Uh, I like that one a lot.
1: Um, Or for the pessimistic ones, will a a player file for divorce right after the game? (laughs) Um, Also a possibility.
0: If you're a party host, maybe you will also get divorced. Uh, You can also gamble on which chip company... Commercial will air first oh that's Doritos up. Pringles, yeah uh,
1: so this is a real one that I thought there is an over under on the Jersey number of the first player to score, and that is eleven point uh, five Wow, so if you go under, you have like Devontae Smith, and, yeah and, and uh, otherwise, obviously if you go over, then you get to uh, 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 you know Kelsey for the Chiefs and otherwise. but I actually thought that was, the one I was like that's kind of interesting I
0: think I'd take the under. Uh, if it was legal. Um, You can bet on Will the Power Go Out? Do you remember that great 49ers-Ravens game that I watched over at Uh, your house? That does
1: seem like if you put enough money on it that you could sort of hack into the grid and make it happen. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't give the MAGA people any Uh, ideas. Uh, Uh,
1: (laughs) I enjoy that. Uh, You can... uh, put a bet on will any word be forgotten in the national anthem uh, we do have chris stapleton chris um, singing the national anthem which is a great choice but i don't know necessarily uh what that says about uh, uh what we think about chris stapleton if you think he will or what <laughs> uh i'm uh, just saying he was again the, the uh, off menu the grammys uh last week were yeah. amazing yeah and him sitting with stevie wonder with that, along with just a lot of great moments so go chris stapleton
0: um so one of my least favorite things about the uh, the NFL, just in general, are the the first down chains. Yes. The, the old senior citizens you can gamble on. Will the first down chains be broken? Uh, and that's happened a couple of times ah. this year, um, <laughs> where they were like,
1: eh, "It's kind of broken." That's much more specific because you can also there's an over under on how many times the chains will be used for measurements of one point five. So how many times will they have to bring it out until? The, and uh, there's an extra little side bet. Will anyone use a index card <laughs> to slide between the football <laughs> uh, and the chain?
0: I I take the under because the NFL doesn't. They don't measure anymore. Uh, uh, Go. i you enjoyed that
1: them. you can uh, bet on whether there'll be a field goal doink during yes. the super bowl that was my next one yes uh, which will be uh, so uh, uh, either a field goal or a uh, uh, point after attempt um that must uh, hit one or both of the uh, uprights <laughs> and then not go in
0: oh nice that's pretty good uh you can gamble on the color of Rihanna's first outfit. Oh. You know, cuz that most Super Bowl halftime performances includes at least one costume change.
1: Uh- Speaking of the uh, uh, performers wearing things, you can also do a prep bet on the Drake Curse. Yes. Um, uh, so uh, Drake is known for wearing the uniform of a, a team that he's rooting for that will go on to lose. Nice. So you can bet on whether he will wear <laughs> the t te- the uniform of a team that will go on to lose. Um,
0: you can gamble on how many times will roger goodell commissioner of the nfl be shown during the game Ah! Uh, you can also gamble on how many times over under tom brady is mentioned during the broadcast
1: i'd go with the over yes Um, (laughs) uh, i learned something i didn't know you can bet on whether a player will record an octopus do you know what this is an octopus is when a player uh, scores a touchdown as well as the two-point conversion that is known as an octopus that
0: That's incredible.
1: Uh, And I do think uh, that Jalen Hurts is is a good bet for that, like more than any other time. That's a great
0: thing. Yeah. Uh, So this is my last one. Yes. Um, But this is specific for you uh, and your favorite team, the Boston Celtics. Yes. So you can gamble on what will be higher, the Super Bowl combined points between the two teams, 57 total points, or jalen brown's field goal percentage against the grizzlies that same day Oh, i
1: love parlays so i love cross sports that, that,
0: that can be that can be yours that's awesome
1: i, I we have fun with that I, I enjoy doing that
0: thanks for listening to run that back we'll see you next week